Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. All right. It is Friday. I am not Kevin Foote. Still not Kevin Foote. I am George Faust in for Kevin. All this week, having a blast, doing a great, having a great time and enjoying uh, the the excitement of uh live radio and having a good time doing it uh, we've got uh we've got some great things lined up for you on this friday hope your uh friday gets off to a great start and uh a lot to talk about a lot uh we're gonna make this a uh uh well somewhat of a uh, college world series show especially since uh those old miss rebels are in there and i'm a hottie toddy so uh i actually brought in hannah i brought in my bracket just so that you can see right here, here it oh, is. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, it's 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 set up, ready to go, and if if you guys uh, would like, I'll uh, I'll allow you guys to fill out a bracket. And the only thing is, you have to pick Ole Miss to win it all. I'm just kidding, but if you I want like to, I need money to do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't see I don't see uh, LSU in here, so you know. Uh, th- there's no, no no Tigers. There's a lot of teams from the SEC West, but no LSU. I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying. And what happened when Ole Miss played <laughs> LSU? I, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, that's right. They got <laughs> swept. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, so there you go. I, I'm just excited, guys. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, but I'm not. Um, and uh, so, yeah, the Ole Miss Rebels are uh, – they don't play till Saturday, though, so that's good. I can I can relax. Today's going to be a busy day. There's a lot of happening Uh uh, on the show, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about the old uh, the College World Series again. And uh, if you'd like to get in on the conversation, of course, you're able to do that by calling the game hotline at three three seven seven zero six zero one one one. We'll have um, uh, Hannah remind me again of all of our uh, our doings here. We've got uh, Stephen Willis from Locked On. Ole Miss at 9.15 as we talk College World Series with him. Uh, so, and, and then uh, in the 10 o'clock hour, uh, what's, our, what's, our, what's our game plan here? So the hopeful plan is we'll have uh, Stephen Willis, like you said, from Locked on Ole Miss to talk about Ole Miss and the upcoming College World Series that starts today. And then we will have a breakdown, of course, because of the Foot Summer Project. So we will do oh, right. our rundown of the top 10 heartbreaking losses for Cajuns in this first hour. And then Connor O'Gear from Saturday Down South will come on at 10.15 so we can talk about the heartbreaking losses of LSU and hopefully get a top 10 rundown from him as well. There you go. So, yeah, we'll have all of that and, and your phone calls as uh, uh, we talk about – the the top ten losses for the Cajuns that's going to be uh, a, a, an interesting one because I think there are some there are some some uh, earlier this week there's some there's some crazy ones that that have happened and I think uh, back uh, what was it either Tuesday Monday or Tuesday uh, we we brought up uh, one of the callers brought it brought up the uh, there was a game against Oklahoma State and that Oklahoma State team had a uh, had a guy by the name of Thurman Thomas. Uh, he was he was pretty good, I guess. If you if you like those superstar stud running backs, you know he was pretty good. Yeah. So Thurman Thomas was uh, was there in in the eighties, and the Cajuns uh, apparently had him on the on the ropes, and uh, 
uh, did not weren't were not able to hold on. So uh, that was a that was a heartbreaking loss. And then uh, there's there's some other ones that uh, kind of uh, have have gone on throughout. I think there's one one that I'm thinking of, and and uh, I I was actually at the game. It was uh, it was a it's in state kind of thing. So um, that. Uh, that one kind of bit a little because uh, it was an in-state game, an in-state team, and uh, and I, I know that uh, the the Cajuns don't like lose. Nobody likes losing to your in-state rivals, and 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 so I think uh, there was one there that I, I'll bring up a little later as well. So we'll talk uh, all about uh, the College World Series. I'm excited. Today is the first day. Look, it's it, these. Days, so there's there's days in the sports calendar. There's days in the sports calendar that that I look forward to, uh, and, and a lot of times some of the like people like I'm a huge sports fan in general. I I, I do it for a living, but I also uh, I enjoy being a fan. And uh, sometimes when you're in the business, you can't really enjoy the events as fans. So uh, getting to watch the College World Series as a fan is pretty cool. Uh, It's always fun to be there, don't get me wrong. Covering a Super Bowl, I've covered four of those. That's a blast. Uh, The the most... uh, uh, phenomenal experience I've ever had is the with regards to covering sports events is is obviously the Saints Super Bowl that ranks number one bar none uh, the Saints winning the Super Bowl and having a chance to be there it's, I mean tears rolling down your eyes because the Saints finally did it I, I, my uncle and my cousin were there we were we, they were a couple of uh, sections away from me but we got to meet up afterwards and just I mean that experiencing that you kind of put your professionalism aside on something that massive and that uh, historic and uh, and you kind of have to you have to enjoy it and then after the game you got to go interview people so we interviewed like Devery Henderson and we interviewed Robert Meacham and you know Drew Brees and all those guys are hanging out on the field and uh you have uh um uh, the tight end, I forget his name. If you ever watch the uh, on the NFL films, uh, there's, uh, I think his name was Dave Thomas, uh, if I remember correctly, the tight end, uh, and, and he's his son is throwing confetti up in the air. And if you ever watch, there's one NFL films uh, 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 story about the Saints Super Bowl, and uh, they, they pan over and you see Dave Thomas's son, and he's throwing up the the uh, the confetti. And uh, and if you look behind the confetti, there's Dave Thomas looking at him, and I'm standing right next to Dave Thomas. It's the funniest thing because I I remember watching that and going, I, I remember watching the kid, and then I looked up and I see the camera, and the camera's pointed right at me, but it wasn't pointing at me; it was pointing at the kid throwing up the confetti, and I'm like, I'm in the perfect spot for this shot. I'm about to be, I'm gonna make it on NFL films and I'll be documented on that I've been I was at the game uh, forever and ever so it was pretty funny to see and then like months later when it came out I was watching it and I, I forgot about that whole you know uh, setup and then I look <laughs> I look and I I go oh my goodness that's me <laughs> I'm standing right there I said like, how about that uh, so it's pretty cool that to to 
and I this is from a guy who's on TV every day uh, during the week is, <laughs> and I saw myself on there, and I was like, man, that's so cool. But I think because of the emotions of the event. So anyway, the, all that to say, getting uh, you get, ex- you get excited about uh, special events that happen and throughout the sports calendar. I mean, look, there's the, the final four opening day of major league baseball is always a fun day. Um, I used to enjoy, uh, being able to watch a game with, you know, I'd have my sons with me and we'd watch a game. And then, uh, you know, the first, the first football game, that Thursday night football game that they have, uh, for the NFL, that's always fun. Nothing tops, uh, uh, a college football Saturday in the fall, you know, uh, usually it's late late august early september and so around here it's still hot but i remember at at when i was in school at old miss uh it was it was it was crisp it was it was the fall fall it kind of already coming coming uh announced its presence with authority and you were able to uh you were able to kind of you know feel the crispness uh, and mostly when about october november here late october early november that's when you kind of feel the uh the the crispness of of the fall and and so uh being able to have that uh, that that's a, a sports day that you kind of point to and and go hey yeah i i think that's a that that's a that's a good feeling and then um basketball season obviously when when uh college when the ncaa tournament rolls around that's always fun uh opening day for college baseball is always a fun one as well and uh as we wind down college baseball season they're they're down to the omaha eight as they're calling them it's texas a&m and oklahoma texas and notre dame stanford and arkansas auburn and ole miss are the final teams standing in the college world series so we'll talk about that uh coming up here in a little bit uh and then uh of course we'll take uh, your calls on hey what, what's your favorite in addition to talking about the uh, heartbreaking losses and things of that nature what what about what sports day are you most looking forward to you know uh like like what what day do you does do you circle on the calendar is there a sports day where you say man i really like this day like the nba finals just wrapped up so we've got uh you know steph curry and the warriors beating the celtics i know uh, a lot of people uh including my son got it got enamored with steph curry because of his ability to shoot from 50 feet out and knock it down on a consistent basis and uh so there's there's some uh some fandom uh, that uh, transcends location, and uh, you know it, when you you pull, you like to pull for the teams that are good. I mean, that's that that's understandable as a kid. You just you, you don't know the difference. You, there's no true allegiance yet. So now, with uh, you kind of, I've always always been a, a Celtics fan because in the '80s when I was growing up, the late '70s or early '80s, uh, I was too young. Uh, or uh, by the time I was old enough to, uh, you know, follow sports uh, consistently, uh, there was no team in New Orleans in the NBA, and uh, I always tended to pull for the Boston Celtics because I like Larry Bird and I liked uh, DJ and you know all that, all those guys. But uh, uh, 
as I grew older, obviously the, the Hornets came around and then the Pelicans and, and uh, I was able to start pulling for a team that had a little, uh, I could see on a regular basis. Um, so, but the NBA finals wrapped up. If you want to talk about that, we can do that as well. But uh, as we get things rolling here on this Friday, hope you're having a great one, by the way. By the way, Hannah, I I was thinking about this on the way in. You know, we were talking yesterday about how, uh, you know, some of the music, you know, it's pretty standard when you come back in and all that stuff. I was was trying to think, okay, what else would I put in in my show? You talked about Brand New Man from Brooks and Dunn. But, like, uh, one of my – a song that that I – anytime it comes on completely changes my mode – is Tracy Bird, Watermelon Crawl. Do you know that song? Um, It sounds familiar. And all, all I wanted of my, to hear all, during the break to double-check that All of my it. friends will know this because a couple years ago we were playing a, in a tournament in Tampa and Watermelon Crawl came on the radio and I turned that turned it up. And, man, I was it, – it's, it, it's, it's one of these songs that, for me, it, it changes my, 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 my mood automatically. Yeah. It just it doesn't matter. Like I could be in the worst. I don't get in bad moods a lot. It doesn't really happen. I'm that kind of person. But uh, but if I'm a little melancholy, if you will, it'll instantly lift me up. Tracy yeah. Bird, Watermelon Crawl. Yeah, cause I'll tell you right now. Like I'm very good. I can hear a song and we'll start singing it. Yeah. But for the life of me, will I remember who's singing it or the <laughs> name of it? No. Like uh, I played the little hurdle game, and like last night, me and Kenneth were like. We know this. We know this song. Yeah. And we went to figure what the answer was. We couldn't figure it out. And he was like, that, yeah, yeah. It, it was <laughs> David was Bowie, Let's Dance. Okay. Yesterday's. And I okay. was like, wow. <laughs> I, I feel really dumb right now, but uh, it's fine. It's okay. You know, and look, it, sometimes, like, and it tends to, like, now I can kind of forget, like, the artist of a, of a song. And I'll be like, yeah, I know that one. And my kids will laugh at me. But, like, you know, you play. Bubba shot the jukebox for, by Mark Chestnut, and I know for two seconds, boom, that's. But by the way, both of those guys from Beaumont, Texas, so it's kind oh, of funny. Look and, at you. <laughs> you know, I, I'm full of useless facts. <laughs> useless facts. You never know when a, when a useless fact will come in handy. Uh, I'm not playing Jeopardy anytime soon. I'm not that smart, but uh, but maybe Sports Jeopardy. Uh, maybe we could yeah, do you that. Got yeah, you got the other yeah, Jeopardy. I got yeah, you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Let's take a break, and uh, she's gonna find watermelon crawl for me after she plays Kevin's. You know, whatever bumper music then then we'll kick it up in here on a friday uh, edition of footnotes uh as a buddy of mine told me today this morning uh he said it's it's faust notes this week yeah i was like okay i i I like that that's kind of cool uh all right well you can call the game hotline 337-706-0111 we can talk about all kinds of good stuff it's uh it's the game on 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. You can call in and say Pete Rose deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. You can call and proclaim that the Houston Astros were the only team that stole signs. Just know this. Foot will disagree with you. Call into Footnotes with Kevin Foot at 337-706-0111. Back to more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back into 
footnotes, uh, a.k.a. Faust notes this week, as uh, I'm George Faust sitting in for Kevin, uh, who is uh, wrapping up his vacation and uh, looking forward to uh, him getting back and, and taking care of business next week, obviously. Uh, he's, I'm sure he's uh, missing it, no doubt about it. All right, uh, so the College World Series is going on, about to start today. Today is the day. Game one is at 1 p.m., Texas A&M and Oklahoma, and then Texas and Notre Dame will play the evening game tonight uh, from Omaha, Nebraska, Charles Schwab Field in Omaha. And then on Saturday, it's Stanford and Arkansas, and then the nightcap. Of course, you save the Saturday primetime slot for the best team. And that's, of course, the Ole Miss Rebels. There's no doubt about it, right? I mean, they're the best team in the field. They're going to win the national championship. It's going to be easy, right? No, well, that might not be easy, but they're going to do it, right? They're, and uh, and so we, right now we're going to talk, let's talk to Stephen Willis. Uh, he joins us, uh, locked on Ole Miss. Um, and, Stephen, thanks so much for the time. I, I, I've never met you, but because you cover Ole Miss, you're, you're one of my friends now. And uh, so how are you doing? I'm doing quite well, and thank you very much for having me. Um, I'm getting ready for a pretty busy Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. So I just uh, full disclosure, I graduated from Ole Miss. I went there uh, in the 90s. I graduated in uh, December of 97, and uh, and I walked in 98 because it was the sesquicentennial of, uh, of the uh, – uh, universities, 150 years there uh, for for the uh, Ole Miss, the university, and uh, it was very cool, and I enjoyed my time there. And every once in a while, I, I get back, but not not nearly enough. As and as we talk about uh, this baseball uh, team, um, obviously it's been a kind of an up and down year. They were ranked number one at one point in the season, and then kind of fell off and 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 have caught fire here in the postseason the perfect time to do so um can you can just just uh, when you look at this team are are you surprised that they're they're in the college world series is that a surprise to, to people or should it be well i don't think people should be surprised that they're in the college world series i think they should be surprised at how they got there um because after they played tennessee i think it was the third sec series tennessee absolutely completely broke this team's confidence mm. And they went into a month-long tailspin to where eventually I think they were four, seven and 14 in the SEC. And then they swept Missouri. Um, then they swept LSU. They took one out of two from Texas A&M. And that turned out to be just enough. But all that confidence got reset. And they just went down and absolutely dominated the regional in Miami. And I think they shut out Southern Miss twice, beat them by a total score of 15 to nothing. And Southern Miss is a good ball team. Everybody get, does the Power Five, G Five thing. That they're they're a real good ball club. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. They they Southern Miss does uh, does a great job of uh, of uh, putting a, putting a program together. Scott Barry, I actually covered Scott Barry when I worked in Meridian, and uh, he uh, he was at MCC at the time, so I know a little bit about uh, the way he coaches and the way the, the teams that he puts together. When you when you look at uh, what this Ole Miss team is going to have to do in this uh, World Series, they start off with Auburn. They took two of three from Auburn. Uh, uh, breaking down that contest, uh, they they have every opportunity to win this game. I mean, they, this, this is not an unwinnable contest against Auburn, right? Yeah, this is a winnable contest. What I would probably look at if you, for all your audience looking for keys in that game, if Ole Miss um, pitches 
um, like they have the last three or four weeks and doesn't pitch to Sonny Deshera, Ole Miss has a really good chance to win this game. Auburn's offense is basically based off the bat of Sonny Deshera. They have really good players. They're SEC teams are in the College World Series. There's no bad teams in the College World Series. But he's a special player hitting the baseball. So Ole Miss probably needs to just bury Bonds rules him and put him on first base and and can, and hope this pitching continues to grow. Uh, do, do they start uh, Dylan DeLucia in, in that first game against Auburn, or do you hold him out for the second game either against Stanford or Arkansas? DeLucia's going to start. It's been, okay. it's been announced. Okay. Um, and basically with DeLucia, he – He's about 95% of just befuddling hitters. He's hard to square up, but he does two or three pitches a game. They're able to guess right. But in that big park that is Charles Schwab Field, um, that's probably an advantage to him. I think he fits pretty well for that field. If the, if the wind is blowing in, um, those fly balls that they get a hold of, they're going to stay in the park, and Ole Miss is going to be tough to score runs on. And then, uh, obviously, one of one of everybody's favorite players. I mean, the great story is Tim Elko, uh, and, and I mean, he people nationally they're going to fall in love with this guy, right? I mean, this guy is 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 everybody's all American baseball version. Yeah, he he. When everybody talks about like you want your kid to go to college, Tim Elko is probably the example of how you want him to come out. He's just a really good dude. He's got the respect of all of his teammates and. I think he's four or five home runs away from the career home run record Mm. at Ole Miss. He set the single season mark this year. And his leadership, I mean, he wears the C on the chest. He's the captain. And, he, you know, players like Jacob Gonzalez and Peyton Chatagnier and Hayden Dunhurst, they all take his cue. So whenever he's going really well, they're going to go really well. Um, So, yeah, yeah, Tim Elko has a chance to be a – a real fan favorite in Omaha. Absolutely, and and, and I'll, I will we'll wrap it up with this. Well, two things, and then uh, first off, just the fact that Coach Bianco is is has gotten to the to to the College World Series first time since 2014 when they actually beat the Cajuns down here uh, at Teague Field here in Lafayette, uh, but. Uh, his his ability to get get a team back to the College World Series and face all the adversity. One of my favorite things. I follow Ole Miss baseball on Twitter and all the good stuff, uh, Facebook, all that. And one of my favorite things is when he addresses the team and tells them little anecdotes, stories, and, and it just he seems like such an awesome guy to be around. And and for me to for to see him be able to get to the college world series in a year where maybe it didn't look like that was going to happen maybe there was rumblings about his job i don't I really understand that but you know you got to think about who else you can go get if you want to get rid of somebody that's going to be better than what you got and uh, so sometimes i think fans forget about that but talk about mike bianco and his his journey and how how satisfying it must be for him you know you saw the picture from old miss baseball of him looking up at uh, at uh, the stadium when they when they were walking around just it's got it's, it's got to be such a great moment for for coach and, and and what what that means for him yeah what people need to realize is before mike bianco got to old miss old miss baseball was kind of a joke they didn't really do anything they they um had that field that where the turner center is now at Ole miss mm-hmm. um that was basically like a high school park that's what they played in before swayze was built 
Um, and Mike Bianco has built this program up to the point where it's not only acceptable, but now it's an elite program. His first 10 years, he did not get to Omaha. He had chances. His second year, 10 years, he got there twice. Now, who knows how many times he'll go in the future, but it's progressing in the right direction. It might not be as quickly as some people um, want it to progress, but it is progressing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It, it, and so let me leave you with this stat. It, so Mississippi State <laughs> uh, won won the uh, national championship last year. Sorry, I had something in my throat. Uh, Mississippi State won the national championship last year. Uh, Ole Miss has the opportunity to win it this year. We did a little research yesterday. Six times that's happened where a team from the same state but a different team uh, has won the national championship uh, in college baseball. So this would be the seventh time if Ole Miss was able to pull that out and get the victory. It'd be seven times that a team from the same state consecutively, a different team from the same state has consecutively won uh, the national championship. So, uh, hey, Stephen, thanks so much for the time uh, and really appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. Uh, are you hanging out? You're just watching the game? You don't get to go to uh, uh, Omaha, huh? At about $500 a night for a hotel room. I'm going to watch it on ESPN, too. I got you. So nobody's footing the bill for you. I, I understand. I got, I got you. I understand. Uh, well, th- thanks so much for the time. Really do appreciate you joining us, man. All right. Thanks, bud. All right. Stephen Willis there from Locked On Ole Miss. You can check out his stuff there. And, uh, look, you know, hopefully Ole Miss has, has what it takes to, to – to make the run they're they're the hottest team right now i think they get this win against auburn on saturday night um what happens after that i mean i have my bracket here i showed hannah and they all laughing at me this is it right here here's the bracket so you can hear it and uh man oh man it'd be something else so i have like basically an underdog the underdog uh national championship because i have ole miss and notre dame in the in the final series with with the rebels taking it and uh i'm not saying that i'm a homer but i'm you know i'm definitely pulling for my team there's a difference between being a homer and pulling for your team i actually went to school there i pull for them you know my money went there my alumni money goes there so i can i i have a i have a i have a a, a stake, a, you know, in the a, a stake in the claim. Does that make sense? I think it does. All right. If it doesn't, uh, call Hannah. Um, <laughs> all right. We're gonna take a break. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk some more College World Series. We'll get your phone calls in three three seven seven zero six zero one one one, and uh, we'll uh, we'll move on and uh, keep on pushing on on this Friday edition of Footnotes, aka Faust Notes. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and those Houston Astros. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. June 17, 1978. In a win over the California Angels, Ron Guidry sets a New York Yankees record with 18 strikeouts. Louisiana Lightning would go on to record 248 strikeouts that season and win the Cy Young Award. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All 
right, welcome back. So uh, the 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 uh, the texts are coming in fast and furious, to, uh, telling me all my LSU friends are are hitting me up, going, "Dude, stop talking about Ole Miss. Stop talking." Well, let me tell you something. You want me to stop talking about Ole Miss? Get to the College World Series. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, you like that? That was good, right? I put that one on just for the radio. That's a Friday. That's a Friday laugh right there, baby. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> that, absolutely. Now, look, LSU was great. My, my, my friend texted me. He goes, "Dude, talk about how great LSU was in the '90s." Let, uh, oh, now LSU's be, LSU baseball has become the Dallas Cowboys. Is that <laughs> right? You're no. trying to move a call, aren't you? Oh, you're trying like, to make that man. Look, call. Let, let's. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but but truthfully, I, I will say LSU was phenomenal in the nineties. I, I I had a chance to cover those nineties teams uh, when they got to the SEC tournament. Anyway, I was working in Mississippi, but um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure I'll hear it later, so it's all good. Uh, you know, I got I have control right now. They can't they can't uh, like we're we're in control here. You know, I've got the oh yeah. You have the button, and you know we we can we can. You do all the things. That's it. That's as it. long as your friend knows. I came with a foul snows before he did, and actually Dylan came with foul snows before I did. Yeah. Yes. That. Well. Yes. So. That, that's another person. Biggity boom. Yeah. You did. You said that <laughs> earlier in the week. You're like foul snows or last week on. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday. Yeah. Last Thursday. You're like, oh, yeah, next week will be Faust Notes. <laughs> yeah. So that's good stuff. Uh, absolutely. But uh, yes, yes, my friend, the LSU was great in the 90s. Phenomenal. Uh, you know, Ole Miss wasn't any good, but you want to know why? It, back in the 90s, and you heard uh, Stephen Willis talk about it. The reason the Rebels weren't any good, I mean, I tried out for that team. The Ole Miss Rebels. When I I had a a, a a a scholarship offer to a little small school in Jackson, Tennessee, Lambeth University. Shout out Lambeth. Uh, and I didn't want to go. I wanted to go to an SEC school, and so I I decided to go to Ole Miss instead. And my all my buddies play. I had a bunch of buddies that played baseball. Dan DeYoung was a pitcher. Uh, Jason Heisman was our shortstop. Uh, Mr. Indiana back in the day, uh, baseball. And then Dave Swan was our catcher uh, at Ole Miss. And I, I just remember being out there and and, and guy threw a fa- fastball by me. I looked at it. I was like, what the – what was that? I turned back to Swanee. I said, Swanee, what was that? He goes – that was a fastball. What are you talking about? It's like, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe uh, SEC base, SEC baseball is not cut out for me, bro. <laughs> so, but I, I would have, I would have done a, I would have taken stats for Don Kessinger if he would have let me, uh, let me uh, <laughs> sit on the bench with a uniform. But I was oh, enthralled yeah. into journalism too. It was hard to, it was hard to kind of. Uh, do both because baseball you know that's a when you're a college athlete it's a full-time job you know i mean they're they're really you know you're 24 7 7 days a week probably uh maybe six days a week if you want to give yourself a day off but uh, you have to you have to really think about it hey before we get going too much let me let me tell you all about the game birthday bash it's the game's birthday and this is your invitation to party with us as we celebrate 10 years of being southwest louisiana sports station join us at buffalo wild wings on ambassador caffrey on wednesday there'll be delicious wings and amazing door prizes including station swag astros tickets a 50 inch tv donated by avi 
car washes for the wa- from the wash donated by Service Chevrolet, a gift card from Partners Limited, a round of golf with cart at Cane Row Golf Course, a $150 gift card to Mosley's and Hollard's Men's Clothing, and much more. In addition, Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh will be broadcasting live from the party. So come join us at B-Dubs on Wednesday from 4 to 9 for the game's 10th birthday bash. So there you have that as we roll on on this Friday. Hope you're having a great Friday morning. It is, uh, what, 41 minutes past the hour. Uh, our temperature is 80 degrees. It's partly sunny outside. And uh, that was my DJ doing a little, you know, doing the, the weather and stuff. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm geeked up a little bit. Can you tell I'm excited? I got the, I got the, I got the, the Friday vibe. Yeah, the Friday vibe with yeah. the alumni spirit, and I'm I'm very much here for it. There, there. No you, what anybody else says. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate that because you know all my. It's okay. I, you know, you go you go to L, you go to LSU or you're an LSU fan. You're always looking for a chance to raz an Ole Miss guy. So, you know, there. I have a feeling they might get us in football. So this year, because we got them last year. So I I gotta. I gotta take my chances when I can. Oh, one one of my buddies always texts me uh, the Intimidator. You know the what the Intimidator yeah. is at at, Ty, at Alec Box Stadium. Yeah, it's the the big billboard that has all the national championships. Anytime I start talking about Ole Miss and baseball, he just sends me that. So I mean, that's a good move too. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty solid. I mean, the chance for the first thing, first time in history, Ole Miss sweeps LSU. Like, you know, ever, ever, right? Ever in Baton Rouge. Ever, you know, yeah. If you're an Ole Miss fan, you're almost alum like you are. Then yeah. it's you, you know perfectly fine it. to be perfectly excited and to you know rally for your team, especially when you're an alum. And then you go and they're in the World Series. LSU was not. LSU still had a great season, but you know, it's a transition season. They just had a, a new head coach. They had some stuff happen with their pitchers, with any of their players. They're batting like that as perv you know, perfect as they wanted it to be. So, you know, now Alice just to get better for next year. That's all it is. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out as we kind of roll on here, I'm trying to figure out some of the, cause you were talking about heartbreaking. We got to talk about, we don't gotta, but we're going to talk about heartbreaking losses for the Cajuns. And there's a, there's a few in mind that come to mind for me. And, uh, we're going to delve into that, uh, in the 10 o'clock hour, um, but there's a there, maybe one that pops into my mind is 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 a as a game against an in-state rival. It was a couple years back. Uh, I'm not even sure if uh, <laughs> um, I'm not even sure if if you know when, exactly what year it was. I'm trying to look it up actually right now. But it was McNeese and UL and, and that, that game, that contest. So we'll, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Let's go to the phone lines. We got Martin. Martin's on the line. What's up, Martin? If you drink, don't drive, do the watermelon crawl. I, I thought See, had... I know my country music. You know what there, I'm saying? There you go. There you go. Back in the day. <laughs> so I was a DJ back in college, man. I used to throw that down, man. We, we, would, we, would, oh. we would, yeah, Hannah, Hannah, you got to find that for me. We'll, we'll be dancing in the, in the, in the halls here. Uh, you uh, know how to do the watermelon crawl, though. That's the question. Uh, you dip down, turn around. 
Yeah, uh, I, you know, that's it. <laughs> don't dip too hard because I don't want you to engine nothing there, there, I, George. I, you're right. Exactly. Exactly. I know. I know. It's <laughs> that that there, there's a few songs like that 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 light, light up the day. It's uh, watermelon crawl is one of them for sure. Yes, sir. Uh, all I want, I ain't gonna take up too much of your time, but uh, you brought up the the Cowboys fan, so you oh, know I was calling. Oh, uh, uh, here we go. Oh, here we go. And 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 all I'm gonna say is five to one, and you have a good one. <laughs> uh, I like it. Look, hey, bring it. Look, five to one is fine. But uh, the one came after the way after the. I mean, like, look, I, I was, I was, you know, I, I didn't even shave the last time the Cowboys won a, a Super Bowl. That's how long ago that was. I wasn't even shaving. That's. I'm just saying. I mean, come on now. Okay, are you thinking about for going back to Cajuns now? Yeah, sure. Um, you talking about McNeese and the Cajuns? Are you talking about McNeese and the Cajuns? Yes, it was seventy six. No, 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 not that far back. Uh, no, I, it was, it was. I was, I was at the game seventy six. I was only one year old. Uh-huh. So, yeah, there you go. That, that's uh, that makes me feel good. <laughs> it was like two thousand, two thousand five, maybe four, three, maybe three. I don't know. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna find it. We're gonna find it. it but that McNeese game, yeah, it, it was. Man, that's South Carolina. No, they didn't play in there. <laughs> what? What do you? People, people like that. So, it's on the radio. They they, while, they enjoy that. While he decides to look all that up. Yeah. Um, we're gonna go through a couple. Of them. I know Foot brought some up. Actually, we started last week and kind of talked to him to me about some of them because I'm not that. Sa- my fandom has not gone far back enough yet, as though I am a Cajun alum. Uh, we have the Cajuns lose twenty six to twenty five to Tennessee State in the Grant Land Rice Bowl oh, in nineteen seventy. Good night. Second bowl game ever after winning Gulf States Conference, where Nelson Sheck Snyder caught a two touchdown passes. Pedestrian Street Joe Gilliam threw over for three hundred yards and touchdowns and ran in one. Yeah, that, that, that's man. What? <laughs> That, so there's a game. There's a game. There's another game. I, I, I mean, that's perfectly fine. I'll just Gra- <laughs> Granlin Rice in the bowl. Uh, that, that's that's. I think they played that in Baton Rouge too. If I is it say where they played it? I used to. They used to give us media guides, right? They used to have actual media guides. Like it was out. It was actually paper media guide. It's it like a book that put together in a physical form. You could grab it and hold it. And it'd be in your hands, and you had a media guide in your hands, and you could flip through and look at. Now everything's online, and it takes. Twice as long to find everything. Oh yeah, I had found one when I was looking through. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, these ancient relics. I've seen. Yeah, them. <laughs> I was like looking at. <laughs> I was I was cleaning out our room and I found a a, a media guide. That's what it seemed. It said it was. What and it was what like year was I don't it? It know, wasn't two inches thick. Dude, that, yeah, I no I, like. I have I the last I think the last me I held on to it. It's like 2018 or. Maybe yeah, 2017. I it, that's the last time they did an actual paper media guide. Um, it gosh. was actually the Grantland Rice Bowl. Yes, was uh, at the Texas Longhorn. Oh, DKR, Daryl yes. Royal uh, Field or whatever stadium. <laughs> they went Texas over there. They they just everything's small in Texas, so uh, they just have fields. They don't have stadiums. I'm I'm just I'm I'm on a roll. A cow taking down the Cowboys, taking down the Longhorns. 
Uh, oh yeah, I mean, I mean, Martin has all kinds of fandom. His fandom is everywhere. Seriously, I, I this this <laughs> this this <laughs> dude. <laughs> well, anyway, well, I'm gonna find it. We're not gonna do this right now, but, but we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll we'll talk some more. We're gonna we're gonna talk some. Uh, what are we talking? Let's talk. Let's talk uh, football. We'll talk some football. football. Uh, the the Saints uh, are you know wrap up those OTAs. They got those OTAs going on. Uh, not OTAs. Mini camp going on. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Maybe we we we'll talk some college football. Uh, we'll talk some college uh, uh, um, losses with the with our with our boy Connor. Uh, right. Uh, hang on. What we got here? Let me see something. Hey, oh yeah, Connor Ogara, 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 Ogara. Sorry, Connor, but I'll get it right when you're on with me. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll be back. This is uh, Footnotes. It's a Friday edition, people. Friday edition. If you are excited about the weekend, hey, you know what? I forgot about this. It's Father's Day this weekend. Yeah. So if you if you got uh, got a dad you like, you know, hey, tell him Happy Father's Day. Give him a little something, whatever, whatever you want. Um. I expect uh, my trip to Omaha to go watch the Rebels. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the game hotline is 706-0111. We're going to take a break. We'll be back here on Faust Notes. I mean, footnotes. The game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Sign up right now for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com so you can score tickets, gift certificates, and more. This is The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back into the show. George Faust and... uh, Hannah, five names. Hannah, do you really like? I mean, is that all right to call you five? I feel awkward calling you five names. Um, see, I gave myself the moniker of Hannah okay. five names. All right. And like Ray, one time called me Hannah and just Hannah, and I thought he's upset with me because he's never called me Hannah, maybe twice when I first met him first day. After that, all I've always names. been five names. Five names. That's it. Okay, so it's not it does, it's not awkward for you to hear no. five names. If, no. It, okay. So there's, I can, there's, there's there's a big debate even on what I'm gonna do when I get married because six names? I will have well, I'm not going six names. It's already enough writing <laughs> it. I think if you look at my like ID for school for UL, I think my name was probably at like nine point font because of them wanting to put it all in one line. <laughs> Imagine so. if you had a jersey like and your name was <laughs> it have to start all the way in the left and go oh, up yeah. and uh, all the way down. That's why my, my little jersey shirt my mom got me for my you know for the Mariners just says five, five names. Because yeah. I was like she's like that's, that's what they call you. I mean I'm like yeah it's that's five names. Cool. Hannah five names. Cinco. I, it's all the names. Yeah. What number did you have a number on that jersey? But well, my mom put ninety eight because the year I was born. Okay, that'll but work. My favorite number though is seven because of Danica Patrick for NASCAR. Okay, and I was thinking of five because five names. Yeah, see, that, I was gonna do that, but what, mm. what if you just wrote names and <laughs> had the number five and then you just put names as the back? See, that, and that people would be, be like, thing. "Why didn't you put your name?" Oh wait, no, you don't get it. My name, my I have five last names, so it's five. Yeah, names. I have five names. Yeah. yeah. That could work. Uh, that's pretty cool. Speaking of uh, uniforms, we I, did did I did I call it or did I call it? <laughs> you called it. I have I have been I have been on fire this week, people on fire. 
with I was I, I call I said, man, the Saints need black helmets. I've been saying it for years. Blah blah blah. I mean, I'm not the only one, but I, I'm the one with the microphone in front of me, so I get to I get to take it take credit. But the Saints obviously came out with the black helmet. And it was crazy because you know it's one of those things where you just kind of. You, you bring it up and then you, and it actually happens like you, I had right. no inside knowledge I didn't I didn't talk to my buddy who works Dennis for the Allen. Saints you know it was <laughs> I Dennis. didn't right I, I didn't I didn't I didn't have an inside track that was completely that was completely a a coincidence and so then the Saints like literally almost after we got done yesterday released that they were going to be wearing a black helmet this year in some maybe one game maybe two whatever it is and Cam Jordan displayed it on Twitter and uh so yeah it's 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 a black helmet it looks pretty cool it's got uh, the uh, gold fleur de lis and it's got uh, uh the the stripe across the the middle is uh is fleur de lis and it uh it's 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 pretty cool I, the stripe, I, I'm a little iffy on the stripe. I it, I thought it might might look a little cooler if it was just a regular uh, either black uh, gold stripe or white stripe or whatever. Um, and they have uh, Cam Jordan is wearing a white the the color rush uniform, uh, which is all white, which is legit. Uh, that uniform's phenomenal. They don't need to mess it up with a that black helmet though. They need to either change the pants to yeah. black. Or change the jersey to black, which would be cool because in the '80s, in the 1980s, the Saints or like Archie Manning era, they wore a black jersey. It had the three stripes on the sleeve, and they wore white pants with the with the with the uh, the stripes down the side, and it looked really good, really good. Like that that that. Although it's the 1980s, so you do you want to throw back to a to an era that was. Before like pre nineteen eighty five eighty six, looked pretty good when Jim Mora rolled around. So, uh, but the black jersey with Archie, uh, the ones that Archie wore, I'm all about that. I have a buddy of mine who says, "Why would we want to throw back to an era when we we, we were no good?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, you know, because." It's the Saints, and it, it looks good. You want what looks good. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap the, this. We're wrapping up this hour. We'll start the ten o'clock hour, and uh, we'll move on from there. One hour left here on Footnotes, aka Faust Notes today on the game. One zero three seven Lafayette, one zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and your Houston Astros. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. All right, welcome back to Footnotes. I'm George Faust in for Kevin. And uh, he is going to be back on Monday. And we are... Uh, rolling through this Friday edition. Already 10 o'clock, already one hour down, already got people upset because I'm an Ole Miss fan. But you know what? I just, you know, I am what I am, and I am what I am. Isn't that, a, isn't that a, like a pirate song in there? I am what I am. Isn't that a pirate song? You ever heard that? You, Hannah's looking at me like I'm crazy. I said I still, but I, you I don't know. I, 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 I'm waiting for you to pull up uh, Tracy Bird, Watermelon Crawl, because we we can rock that. Like I, I'll be dancing in the studio. 
It's definitely oh. something you'd want to see on the simulcast. That that's gonna be like a a, a post. Uh, nah, ten fifty seven. 51 that that's the time oh we're gonna rock that. it in we're gonna rock yeah. them rock yep. them into the break uh-huh. rock them into gym rome yep since you know the uh, uh okay the show ends at 10 57 we're gonna go 10 57 51 we'll, we'll do that <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so uh um yeah so yeah that that's cool that's cool uh <laughs> But you put you found it, and can you you can't you can't give me a snippet, or you got to work it into the system. And so, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll figure something out for you. All right, all right, just in case. You know, I, I get I, these these hosts, man. They these guest hosts, they always want something, right? Yeah, yeah. always needing something. Always needing something. Predicting things before they happen. Yeah, like I know. A psychic or something. Gosh forbid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Here, let me let me do this because that's what they uh, that's why they pay me. Uh, Rescue Fest, Rescue Fest is Saturday, June twenty fifth at Park International. It's a day of live music featuring the Sarah Russo brand, Jet Seven, Layla Laverne, Hunter Corville, and Cam Nelson. There'll be plenty of food, games, and an, even a raffle. Rescue Fest is a fundraiser for Rescue You Group of Acadiana, a group that provides financial and emotional assistance to grieving families of child loss. To buy tickets, go to Eventbrite or by visiting rescueyougroup.org. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so um, the we, we were talking. I found it, by the way. I found where that McNeese game was. It was in 2007. That was the game. And it was the Cajun. Okay. So the Cajuns were entering the contest. UL was 0 2. It is a tough year. A tough year. Because there was zero and two, they they only won three games that year. They were three and nine. The Raging Cajuns were three and nine, and I, I'll never forget this because actually I was talking about this with a buddy of mine. Uh, he 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 and I. It's actually Jeff. I was talking about it with him because he and I did a show for the first time, or not the first time, but we did we did our Cajun Nation or uh, inside. Uh, Cajun kickoff was what it was called at the time. And, and we do every year we would do a Cajun kickoff show. And now we do Cajun Nation every Sunday night. But we did a 30 minute show prior preview special. And uh, they ended up only winning three games. They lost, they started that season one, two, three, four, five, five straight losses in that season. But they, they played McNeese, and you know you're looking at the schedule. And you got South Carolina to start off in that year, and they lose that game. That was actually I went to that contest. It was it was it was it's twenty eight fourteen. It was actually a good game. Uh, the Cajuns actually were in that contest. Then they they lost to Ohio, and then they come home. Uh, the, the second game of the homestand, there was a three game homestand, was against McNeese, and you know now granted, um, McNeese is is a very prominent program they at this time and even prior to and and still McNeese has this uh they have a great allure they they they, they've got a great pedigree they've played for two national championships um and so they they have quality talent it's 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 they're they're a good team but the Cajuns didn't expect to lose that contest. And, and when they lost that contest, I believe that was a bit of a shock uh, to a lot of people. And it brought back memories of, see, now the Cajuns have never been one double A or whatever it is that, that, that equivalent. Now they've never been that uh, they've always been one A. They've never, they, they, contrary to some people's belief, the kid, when they, when the split happened, the Cajuns stayed in 
Division One A. They did not drop down, and uh, so back then, before that, that McNeese and UL would or USL uh, uh, would play regularly, and uh, and it was a great rivalry, and it still is. I mean, it's just they they play in two different uh, classifications or divisions, and uh, uh, and so it, to see that that I think was a heartbreaking loss for for the Cajuns. It was a it was a, a feather in the cap type of win for McNeese State. Uh, just because it was your your rival, you know, a, a, a team that you you constantly uh, kind of measure up against, and 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 I worked in Lake Charles for a little bit, and I and and I understand like the 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 send the, the I, I guess it's a, a little brother syndrome or something where you know you want to you want to beat your little brother all the t- or your big brother all the time and stuff like that, and so I guess. That's why it's it's a big win and, and a heartbreaking loss for the Cajuns and a, a a good win for the McNeese Cowboys back in two thousand and seven uh, when they played. Um, and, and I I enjoyed covering McNeese and it, it was a little it's a dynamic it, it was an interesting dynamic because a lot of McNeese fans are LSU fans. There's a ton of them and there's nothing wrong with that and it, like. Like they they don't fight amongst each other about hey why are you an LSU fan or why and I'm try I've always tried to figure out like here if you're a Cajuns fan Cajun diehard Cajun fans don't want you to ever pull for LSU for anything whereas you know if I, I I'm of the elk of you know hey if it makes the state better you know hey let's let's pull for if LSU isn't going up against UL or vice versa and I don't have a uh, a dog in the fight then let's pull for our state yeah that's what I do and, and so but that's not always how, like, you do that a, a lot a lot of times you'll get you'll get drug over the coals for that because diehard Cajun fans don't want you to ever pull for LSU because they're the 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 hated LSU Tigers or whatever it is right and yeah. LSU fans are the same way LSU fans, are, they, they will not call the Cajuns. Nobody. Nobody I ever talk to. In the business, out of the business, fans, they will not call the Cajuns the University of Louisiana. Neither will Monroe, but that's a different reason. Uh, they, anyway, so LSU will, like, people at LSU always refer to them as UL Lafayette. Look, go to the website right now for LSU and look at the baseball. When they played in the Wally Pond of Classes, they didn't put – the University of Louisiana or Louisiana, they put UL Lafayette, which I guess yeah. technically is the school's name. But I, this is a this is a going down a whole uh, rabbit hole. But uh, <laughs> it's been, it's never going to get solved, and and people are going to always have their opinion. And, and so the point of this is that was a that was a heartbreaking loss for 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 the Cajuns. McNeese State, a program that's got a lot of pride, got a lot of great, rich history. I, I had a chance to cover them for a couple of years when I worked in Lake Charles. Uh, I know th- there's good people over there, and I completely and thoroughly enjoyed covering them. I'll never forget uh, their my first game there. We were, there was like 25,000, 30,000 people for a McNeese game, and I, I was astounded that in the press box was pristine. Uh, it was awesome, brand new. And they had just got finished, I think, two years before or a couple years before they had played for a national championship. Uh, and so they were they were very, very highly um, competitive in, in one double A at the time was what it was. And uh, and so anyway, 
that's that's a Cajun loss that I think is kind of heart uh, um, heartbreaking or or uh, gut wrenching, if you will, because it's McNeese. It's a it's an old rival. It's a team that uh, it's an in-state game, and they're always fun to go to. Those contests are fun to go to, man. When when you have uh, teams that 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 you care about and and, and that that have rabid rabid fan bases, is it rabid or rabid? R a v i d or r a b i d? Uh, rabid. I think it's the B. Is it the B? Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, whatever it is. That's what we have when it comes to that contest, McNeese and LSU, and that doesn't just go to to, to football. I mean, it's it's competitive. Baseball is super competitive, uh, always, and McNeese has always had really good baseball programs. Uh, and the Cajuns, obviously, we know all about the Cajuns' history with baseball. They they are they have a phenomenal history as well. So. Uh, it's always fun to 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 match up that that kind of rival, and then in basketball, obviously, it's the same same situation where it's always a a, a matchup that uh, that is intriguing. Um, so there, that's that that heart that heartbreaking loss for the Cajuns. I think we can put one on there, uh, it, it put that tally up there as well. I have a few more too uh, that I, I I've been kind of researching about, and uh, one of them is a game that could have. Really, really turned the tide for Coach Mark Hudspeth back in the day. If he would have would have uh, if we would have pulled this win out, it would have been quite, quite the uh, quite the upset, and maybe would have set that team up for something real special uh, down the road. But uh, we'll talk about that uh, in the next segment uh, as uh, as we continue to talk about heartbreaking Cajun losses and if you have any you'd like to get on hey, 706-0111 is the number to call we're going to take a break we'll be back uh, this is uh, footnotes on the game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana Sports Station your home for the LSU Tigers and your Houston Astros Download the free The Game mobile app for Android and Apple devices. No matter where you are in the country, you can listen to The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Sorry, I was I was jamming with the uh, the the strings there. <laughs> so I, I, Hannah's pointing at me like, "Go, dude, go, go!" And I'm like, "I'm dancing over here, my head head's bobbing." Uh, <laughs> hey, let's talk about the rewards club, the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com. 1041thegame.com can help you with your date night blues. That's because once you become a member of our rewards club, you will have the opportunity to win excellent prizes like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse in Cypress Bayou, uh, at Cypress Bayou, that is, or a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House, or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. But you can only score these great prizes by becoming a member of the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple. So go sign up today. Hey, you fixed it. 
<laughs> awesome. Uh, so there you go. There you go. Sign up today and uh, and start trying to get all that good stuff. Um, so we're talking, obviously, about heartbreaking losses. Been doing so all week long, kind of uh, trickling them in every once in a while. Uh, earlier uh, in the uh, in the um, uh, the week, I, I I threw out a couple of a uh, couple of ones that uh, kind of stuck with me. Uh, like Boston College, Miami, 1984, when Flutie uh, threw that pass, and actually that that won him the Heisman. Uh, there's some other ones as well. There's uh, that Tennessee LSU uh, matchup uh, where LSU got to got to redo. Uh, 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 was it Jordan Jefferson <laughs> uh, uh, spiked the ball, and it was uh, that was a crazy one. Uh, and they got to replay the replay the down and. Derek Dooley thought he he had a win against his former uh, team and did not happen. There's a bunch of them, and and, uh, we continue to talk about that now with our next guest, Connor O'Gara from Saturday Down South. And, Connor, thanks so much for the time. How are you doing this morning? Hey, good to be here. You know, we've been talking a lot of of college baseball uh, over the past couple weeks here at Saturday Down South, but, you know, good to be be talking some big skin and looking back on some historical losses, which, you know, as much as we say, we don't like to relive them. I think every fan has a, a certain piece of nostalgia associated with each one of them. Absolutely, and look. Uh, full disclosure, all show long. I, I've been I, I've been giving uh, LSU fans a little bit because I, I graduated from Ole Miss, grew up in New Orleans, graduated from Ole Miss. But uh, just because my Rebels are in the College World Series, and I I'm pretty geeked up about it. I'm I'm happy for him, happy co- for Coach Bianco, and and uh, so uh, talking talking some LSU might appease a lot of the listeners. So I, I I'm happy to happy to uh, please some of the guys that maybe have been giving me. All my friends are texting me. Oh, you, uh, LSU was great. It's better than Ole Miss in the '90s and the, uh, you know, all that stuff. So anyway, let's talk some LSU. But uh, it, it, some some memorable losses, wins, some like that that Tennessee LSU game. That was quite quite the quite the memory there. Uh, do, what are some on your list of LSU's kind of uh, heartbreaking college football losses there, or 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 just college football you know losses, wins, whatever it might be. Uh, losses, I, I think, I mean, this, the obvious one is the 2011, you know, losing that national championship to oh, Alabama yeah. the way that they did. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just suffocating. I, I think we're still waiting on that LSU team to cross midfield with <laughs> all the buildup. I mean, that, that team was just so dominant. Like if they, if they win against Bama that day, we're talking about them as one of the all-time great teams. And instead, it was this reminder that LSU was – behind offensively and it had a, a major hole and you know that was pretty much the undoing of Les miles and all the events that led afterwards that one's obvious uh to lose in the way that they did in 2015 to bama where leonard Fournette, derrick henry this great showdown and then you kind of see oh it, this is this is not just a battle for for the heisman where we're going to see two two guys just going back and forth trading blows and Alabama just totally shut down Leonard Fournette, one of the best individual players LSU has had, uh, definitely on the offensive side of the ball in the 21st century. So to lose that way, I had that up there. I mean, 2010, the one that probably needs to be talked about more, I, we remember the individual play, Cam running away from Pat P. That's that's an all-time play in the, the Cam legacy file. But I, I think we forget that just that simple loss, I mean, essentially kept LSU out of a national championship that year. Mm. And because I know they had the, they lost to Arkansas as well that year, if I'm not mistaken, but 
they would have been in by virtue of having that tiebreaker with Auburn and then had a chance to to win an SEC title and play for a national title and keep Auburn out of it. So that one, to me, um, is worthy. And then a couple of different ones. 2007 Arkansas, the three-overtime game, where, like, go back. Everybody was thinking that was going to keep LSU out of a national championship. And instead, 2007, the craziest year in college football history happened. LSU ends up still getting to play for a national championship as a two-loss team because West Virginia kind of crapped the bed. (laughs) That's right. Send West Virginia a bouquet or something. Because, yeah, that was – you're right. That was crazy. I mean, get crapped. So, like, that that one I had in there. And then 2020, the opener against Mississippi State where you realize how quickly it's no longer 2019 and how many issues LSU had, what was the beginning of the end for the Ed Ogeron era. A different kind of crushing loss, not necessarily make or break for a national championship, but I thought that one would be up there as well. So, yeah, I got a lot of variety with those five games. Absolutely. And so earlier in the week when I was talking about this, I was saying, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a game either So because heartbreaking college football losses can be anything. And I brought up Lane Kiffin to Tennessee, but the most heartbreaking loss of all for college football LSU Tiger fans has got to be when Wayne Huizenga decides to fly to uh, Baton Rouge on Christmas and steal Nick Saban away, and uh, like that, that by far, it, it changed the landscape of LSU football for for forever. Because th- it, like that's what that's why LSU fans have such a hard time, right, with Saban and what he's been able to do at Alabama. Even though he didn't leave LSU and go straight to Tuscaloosa, he tried his hand at the NFL, didn't like it, and then there was a job open in Tuscaloosa, and that's that's where he ended up landed, right? I mean, that's got to be one of the top two, three losses in LSU history, football history. Yeah, it, it, it is. And I think that if we're talking about maybe six, seven years later, I don't think we see a situation like that play out. You know, let's let's remember that when Nick Saban came back to Alabama in 2007, or I guess at the end of, of 2006, and they make that splashy hire, he becomes the first ever $4 million coach in the history of college football. And we've seen in the playoff era – and in the TV rights boom era, all of these coaching contracts have skyrocketed. I mean, they are at such high levels right now where there's, you know, two dozen coaches making $5 million a year in base salary. I mean, that's, that's the place where we're at, where we've got all these eight-figure buyouts. It's more common to have an eight-figure buyout than to not if you're a Power 5 head coach. And if you, if you look at what LSU just did with Brian Kelly, of course, mm-hmm. they poached Brian Kelly from Notre Dame and this this deal, which is going to end up being worth nine figures, you know, LSU would have been in a much different position had it been able to offer all of this money to Nick Saban back then. And what's, you know, obviously a change in landscape to where now you're not really seeing these big time college coaches leave for the NFL. There's so much money to be made in college and with these buyouts. And with the longevity that you can build, it's just kind of a different sport, in my opinion, now than compared to where you know Nick Saban was at at the time when it was intriguing for him to leave LSU and to try out the NFL. So, yeah, that kind of in itself makes it that much more crushing. And, and I don't know this for fact. This is maybe LSU lore, but correct me. If you know, by all means, let me know. But is there was there was there a conversation – to, when Saban left 
I left Miami to to bring him back to LSU at some point. Did they did, did what did Saban either reach out or did LSU even like was there any kind of uh, information about like exchange saying hey Saban's not happy in Miami maybe we can get him back here but uh, Les Miles train had already started so uh, was there was there any of that that you know of? I had never heard of any of that. That's not to say that yeah. it didn't happen, right? But at the same time, like. You know, Les got off to such a great start, too, and that was kind of the key. And if you look back, obviously, 2007 being the national championship season, he was kind of building to that point. And there was a, a belief, and especially with the way that Les responded post-Hurricane Katrina, that I, I know from, from talking to, to people on that team um, that, that that would have been a, a, a wild, out-of-nowhere move with how much he had kind of won over that locker room and that community there. So I, I think that that would have been a just a, an entirely awkward situation had that actually come up. But I, I don't have any inside information as to whether or not those conversations and, were had. And I don't either. I was just I was just curious as it, it, maybe you had some insight on that because that would <laughs> that would have been quite bizarre to like oh we just hired this guy but you know what it's a year and a half later we're gonna fire him now even though he's doing fine. <laughs> Yeah, that would yeah, have been kid, that, that would have just been an all time like, hey, we we don't care about what the players think at all whatsoever. Right. We're just going to bend over backwards for Nick Saban. Who knows what that what that could have led to? But it is an interesting sliding doors moment to ponder. Right, exactly. Right, right, exactly. Uh, so, all right. So we've talked about the past. Let's, let's let's look into the future a little bit with the LSU Tigers and and what they what they've got. The excitement level uh, should be there. New head coach. Uh, who knows what's going to happen at quarterback? Uh, does Walker Howard even sniff the field this year? Who knows? Uh, Miles Brennan, is he going to be uh, a guy that, that has all this experience and now can translate to the field? Uh, just an overview of the season this year. I mean, look, they open up with Florida State. It's going to be a fun contest because it's in the Superdome. That's always an interesting uh, dynamic when you get to play your opener uh, in, in in a venue uh, like the Dome. And just just kind of, uh, what do you see for this season? I mean, there's a, there there's always high expectations for LSU. Yeah, you know, it's it's weird. I, I keep going back and forth on what my preseason crystal ball projection that I do every August is going to be with LSU just because it's different now as we talk about first-year coaches and they have the ability to rebuild the roster with the transfer portal. Right. And I, I think you would look at, at LSU in the quarterback room and say, well, they're actually built pretty well to sustain any sort of preseason injury. And that's a credit to Brian Kelly and what he's been able to do with originally keeping Miles Brennan and being able to keep Garrett Nussmeyer, being able to get Jaden Daniels out of the transfer portal, the viral dancing video of him and Walker Howard, like all the work that Brian Kelly has done to make sure that he's got four quarterback options potentially. I think they, they would, they would much rather have Walker Howard redshirt as a true freshman this year. But that to me is going to be kind of what determines this. I have not sold my Miles Brennan stock. I realize there have been a lot of opportunities to sell, but I'm still somewhat optimistic that he can step up and, and be the guy. Now, I don't necessarily think that means he's guaranteed the starting job. I don't think Brian Kelly knows. I, I truly don't think he knows. I, I think the spring ball kind of played that out where, you know, Jaden Daniels, it's kind of tough to knock him when he's still getting used to the offense. Obviously, he came in later in spring, but, you know, I, I think he's going to, he would be able to do some very Ian Book type things that we saw 
with that Notre Dame offense with Brian Kelly. And so that that's kind of intriguing to think about. But, yeah, to me, it's going to be all about how these new transfers are able to kind of adapt, uh, the pieces that they are able to get from Arkansas as well. And the secondary, can they make over a secondary that, you know, at this time last year was supposed to have Derek Stingley and Eli Ricks? I don't know. That's going to be a fascinating question to answer. But they have some really nice pieces in the front seven. That's going to be the foundation. I always think Brian Kelly coach teams have really good offensive lines and the running game should be improved. So I think LSU is going to be built differently in the trenches than they have been in years past. And that's yeah. going to kind of what they're going to fall back on. But I don't think they're going to be consistent enough to be like a New Year's Six Bowl type team. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Look, I've said, I mean, if you look at what Notre Dame was able to do back uh, back under Brian Kelly with regards to the offensive lines, which has been a, kind of an issue for LSU <laughs> over the the recent past. And so uh, maybe that's a, maybe that's a perfect marriage and, and they, he can, he can kind of, like you say, bolster up the, the, the trenches a little bit, but uh, it might take some time. Yeah, I think it definitely will take a little bit of time. I, I don't necessarily think this is a, a scenario in which, like, if you're an LSU fan, you should be expecting 10 wins year one or something like that. I, I think it's it's we're going to have to see what they look like against the toughest division of college football. It, it's pretty simple. I don't really have those sky-high expectations, even though, you know, I, I, I mean, and part of it, too, is because I still have a lot of questions about Keishon Boutte and whether or not he can kind of be that that wide receiver one have that all America type season for an entire year. That, that to me is a, a big question. I love the pieces around him. You know, I, I think that Jack Besh, I think that Brian Thomas, they have a lot of promise in that receiving room to where whoever starts should be able to kind of be in, be put in really nice spots. But yeah, I, I just have more questions than answers so far. And I, I think that rebuilding in year one and that division is just not an easy thing to do. And I think we need to set our expectations relatively low considering where they've been for most of the 21st century Batmers. Connor, thanks so much for the time, man. Before I let you go, let me, you said you guys have been talking a lot of baseball. Uh, you know, uh, who do you like in this college world series? There's, you know, I've been talking a little bit about it. I, I obviously uh, Ole Miss is, is one of the team I'm going to be watching just because I'm an alum, but there's some, I mean, it, it, for the first time in a long time, it seems like the college world series, there's not a clear cut favorite. It's all wide open. Yeah. Which is, it's kind of crazy. It would have been fascinating to see Tennessee in Omaha and how much hate there would have been towards the Vols. But right. you know, nonetheless, I don't think, I don't think any of these teams are complaining that Tennessee's not there because Tennessee was, you know, obviously yeah. unbelievably dominant up until this past weekend. But I, I keep buying Arkansas. I, I think that this is their time. I think Dave Van Horn is, is finally going to get over the hump and kind of step into that, that like, wow, like we, like we were, we were just probably overlooking the fact that they have this redemption angle with having been the number one overall seed last year and then not being able to get there. This just kind of feels like a team that, that's ready to shine. You know, they don't have that lockdown, unbelievable ace, but I love the Connor Nolan story. The fact that he started off as a Brett Bielema era recruit on the football side <laughs> and what he's been able to kind of transform into this postseason as well. Just, I, I find myself buying the Arkansas stock and thinking that maybe this is their, their time to be able to shine, especially in a field where it feels like where it is all over the place and there isn't that proverbial favorite. I think that Arkansas can kind of do all those little things and have the experience to be able to get over the hump and get it done this year. Okay, I'll take I'll, I'll take an Ole Miss Arkansas matchup in that uh, on the Monday game, and uh, and I'll, I'll I'll work. And hopefully, Tim Elko can can uh, 
find some magic and and you know we'll 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 upset your Razorbacks. <laughs> but no, th- thanks so much for the time, Connor. Really do appreciate you uh, taking some time with us. Uh, always a pleasure to talk. Absolutely, anytime, man. All right, Connor o- O'Gara, o- O'Gara, Gara, Hera, Gara, Gara. I said it right, Connor O'Gara. I'm sorry, Connor. Um, if you're listening still, did you hang up on him yet? Okay, good. All right. Uh, O'Gara. O'Gara. I actually wrote down, like, so Notre Dame, do you ever see the movie Rudy? Uh, like, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a guy on there, his name is O'Hara. And so I was like, okay, O'Gara, O'Hara. Uh, and thought process, people, this is how I work through things. This is, I, am a, I am a person, uh, I, I am a, 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 a connection person. So let's connect the dots, like, I connect the fact that, uh, you know, the uh, she's playing me out. She, you should see her face right now. She's playing me out. That's okay. All right, I got the Oscar. I got the Oscar play out. All right, uh, no no slapping here. Just just play me out. I'll, I'll just walk away. And uh, and all right, it was a too soon for that. It's not too soon for that. Um, we'll be back on footnotes. Everybody, love, come on, you got you got to love a Friday morning. We're we're having a good Friday morning. Let's go. Let's rock. Connor, thank you from Saturday Down South. We appreciate your time. And uh, we'll, we'll talk much more about whatever you want to talk about. 706 uh, We are the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Come along for the ride, people. You're home for LSU Tigers. That's the Tigers and the Houston Astros. We're back after this on Footnotes. I'm George, and for Kevin. Kevin Foote, an award-winning journalist, popular sports talk show host, and a man who apparently moonlights as a doctor. A medicine season of a different strand in 12, obviously, because the criminal commissioner decided to inflict them with with the, the whole bounty gate silliness. His descriptions of illnesses are extremely concise. A normal strand of a medicine season. It was a different strand. This out of the blue from Timbuktu and all of this bounty gate silliness. Dr. Foot is ready to write a prescription for what ails your favorite team here with more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Let's go. What up? 1037 the game. 1041 Lake Charles. Here's Tracy Bird and Watermelon Crawl. Oh yeah. No words or it's coming. We gotta hit the post. No words. Alright. That's good. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, good morning, everybody. What's up? That's it. Dude, does that not want you I get your toe tapping? I, <laughs> I I wish I could sing because well, I'd do it anyway. I I, I would say but I, I, Tracy Bird needs to lead me in a little bit, but I, it's all good. That dude, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Appreciate that, Hannah. She she uh she came came through for for me. A little watermelon crawl on your Friday morning. <laughs> I felt like I felt, dude. I, I, I'm I'm rejuvenated now. I'm ready to go. I could go another two more hours, but we only have 20 more minutes. 
All right, before we get rolling back into the final 20 here, Trail uh, is putting on a free all-day event this Saturday at Cafe 20.3 at 1500 General Mouton. In addition to free paddling, there will also be a party featuring live music to help out the Mile Zero heroes by raising awareness and funds to build the new Teat Fair Park and boat launch at Mile Zero of the Vermilion River. Donations and sponsorships are welcome. Trail will match up to $20,000 in donations. For more information, visit www.latrail.org. All right. Final 20 or 18 now as we roll through. And uh, there was a couple. Of, so Daryl, uh, as Raymond calls him, RP3 calls him the intern extraordinaire. Uh, Daryl joining us as well because he brought up some uh, some good uh, good stuff and uh, hang on Daryl before we get to you we'll go to the phone lines uh, the game hotline Randy's on on the line Randy what's up good morning hey Mr. Fauci by the way before I start you're doing a great job thank you thank you I appreciate I, I re- it really appreciate it I, I'm, I'm 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 upsetting some folks that are lsu baseball fans but that's okay uh, uh that's that's okay <laughs> i'm one but i like old miss it's all in good good fun i'm trying i'm trying to i'm not trying to bring down lsu i'm just lifting up my uh, rebels because uh, un- uh they understood they... <laughs> what you what's on your mind okay you were talking earlier of your favorite Sports day of the year? Yes, yes, sure enough. My favorite by no all means is opening day of college football. Isn't that a great day? <laughs> oh, it's it's, it's 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 wonderful. Yeah, I get it. But, that Saturday, that Saturday when you go to the if you go to a stadium, man, the the the, yes. the tailgating, and then you, you go into the stadium, the the fall air is there, and yeah, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, but a close second is the last day of the NBA season because I hate it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> well, that, oh, that happened yesterday. So the but, last day of the NBA season know, happened yesterday. It is what it is. Yeah. Now, look, I, I like watching quality athletes uh, perform at a high level. So it, it, when you, what's crazy is you don't realize how hard uh, and how uh, you have to be in such great shape to to play that game. I get it. The NBA, you know, that's not your thing. I uh, no problem with yeah. that. No problem with that at all. Um, and 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 Steph, Steph Curry and the Warriors beat the Celtics last night to to win the championship. Uh, so it, you're you're so today is one of your favorite days then because today yeah, today today uh, is the end of the now, NBA now season. Is baseball season to August? Yeah, and. That's the way I live. All right. Well, that, that's understandable. Randy, thanks for the call. Appreciate you, man. And by the way, again, great job this week. I, I appreciate that. Appreciate that very much. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Randy. Randy, for the call there. Uh, does, does not like the NBA. That's okay. Uh, and uh, he doesn't have a problem with me uh, – <laughs> with me pulling for Ole Miss and and, and giving Ole Miss uh, some love, uh, I'm not knocking LSU. I'm not. 
I, 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 look, I grew up in New Orleans. I pulled for LSU my whole life. I ended up going to Ole Miss because it was a better position, fitting for me uh, with regards to, to the, the schoolwork, the academic aspect of it. Uh, and and uh, the journalism part of it was really uh, alluring to me. They, we, we had a, so it's all good, man. I, I, I like LSU. I like the Cajuns. I, 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 I pull for pull for teams that are going to make us look good and the, so daryl's gonna have our intern extraordinaire daryl is uh is is in the house and he brought up a few heartbreaking lsu tiger losses and uh and these are these are pretty good daryl so what, what you got for us man hang on i got i got two games uh all right the first one is the, the they played usc in 79 they lost 17 13 which uh they lost to a holding call that was a that bad call, a very bad call. <laughs> like like the no call, uh, the no call in the the Saints game, right? Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the Rams the playoff the Rams game. game, and then yeah. the second was uh, the Alabama game. They lost three nothing, and both teams were number one at the time when LSU played them. That's so uh, that's pretty. Uh, yeah, that's so, pretty crazy that both teams were number one. Yeah, and it was in Tiger Stadium. I think if LSU would have won those two games, they uh, McClendon was already Charlie McClendon, the coach at the time, was already in his last year. They told him he was not going to be the coach after that year. If he'd have won those two games, things might have changed for him. But yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, that's man, that's so seventeen to. It looks like seventeen twelve. Seventeen twelve. That's correct. Yeah, and then three nothing to Alabama. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a crazy one. Uh, how about this for a heartbreaking loss? I, I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all earthquake on you. How about the how about the 1988 Auburn LSU game? That's a, not heartbreaking for LSU fans, but for if you're an Auburn fan, that that's got a that's got a, to, a, a tweak at your heart like crazy because uh, man that Tommy Hotson drops back finds finds uh, Eddie Fuller in the back of the end zone for the touchdown. Place goes crazy. They light up the, the seismology department. It's a you know. There's earthquakes going everywhere, buildings shaking all over. Okay, it wasn't exactly like that, but Tiger Stadium shook. Yes, it did. And that that has to that's a phenomenal win. I I, I remember watching that on TV. I was I was, you know, I was around for that one. So the funny right. thing about that play is the the play previous play they uh, was the same thing, but he caught it out of bounds. Eddie Fuller. So. <laughs> And they, Look at play, you. And, they call, and they call the next play the exact same, same play. Thing. They knew it was going to work. That's what happened. <laughs> Mike Archer's like, I know this is going to work. We're going to run it again. That's uh, so. I, you know, so, there's something to be said for that though too, because you know sometimes coaches don't don't think like you know they're like uh, we just ran it, can't run it again. We're going to show it. So, but uh, kudos to him for for trusting in his guys. You know, Tommy Hodson, one of my the, the, Tommy Hodson and. Uh, uh, was it Craig Wickersham? Is a quarterback for the for the Tigers back in the day. Uh, it was uh, Jeff Wickersham. Jeff Wickersham. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I I always get that mixed up. But Jeff Wickersham. That's right. He was number five. I had his jersey when I was little. I had the the number five, and uh, I had. Uh, it was I would run around the house in my number five jersey and uh, yeah yeah exactly so I had the Wickersham jersey and then I had a Tommy Hodson jersey later in life uh, number thirteen so yeah that's what I had too yeah Tommy Hodson yeah, Tommy Hodson and just think if there was nil around then they would have got money for it but oh well <laughs> all right we got we're gonna have to take a break we'll take a break and we'll come wrap up uh, uh, the the Friday edition of footnotes and. 
kind of uh, give our final takes. I want to give some thank yous out to everybody who who helped me, who allowed me to come on, and and uh, I really appreciate all the. Uh, the support and the, and the and the love as we uh, we wrap this this week up and uh, Kevin will be back on Monday so uh, we'll take a break we'll be back and uh, put a final uh, dot on the eye that is this week all right and uh, we'll be back right here on the game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana Sports Station your home for the LSU Tigers and your Houston Astros are you fluent in footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Benedict Arnold's. Benedict Arnold's. Now, an NFL expansion team that stole a bunch of Saints players and coaches when first created, also known as the Carolina Panthers. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes. Welcome back into the show. And before we wrap up, you know, I, I got to get into I, I, I tease something I didn't deliver. You got to deliver when you make a tease. And I talked about a game that the Cajuns, if they would have won, it would have changed uh, a lot uh, that for that season. And I'm talking about back in. Uh, oh, what year was this? Hang on. I, I, it's LSU and Florida. Uh, LSU. Check that. The Cajuns and Florida. And the Cajuns lost the game 27-20. But they had the lead late in the game. They had a uh, what was it? A seventeen thirteen lead, a twenty to thirteen lead, and then the game got tied uh, when uh, Jacoby Brissett uh, caught a touchdown pass for f- forty nine yards um, and tied the game at twenty. And uh, it, it was and from there, then then uh, there was a blocked punt. The Cajuns got the ball back. And uh, I, I'll never forget it because Coach Hud was coaching, and man, he 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 did he he got so conservative on that last little drive. They needed one first down. Actually, they they needed the one first down before when they had the lead. They had it wrapped up, and they needed one first down. And man, they just ran the ball three straight times right up the middle. Oh goodness gracious, that was heart wrenching. That was so hard because they had it won. That game was that was a Cajuns game win. That was in 2012, uh, November 10th of 2012, and man, that that game would have cha- changed the tide of the. Uh, uh, just that would have been their first win over, uh, you know, uh, uh, a, a Power Five school. Florida at the time was phenomenal. They were number seven in the country, and so uh, yeah, that's a heartbreaking loss. Oh, it was I, my birthday. Oh yeah, there you go. Do you remember that game? Were you watching? No. no. Okay. How old were you in 2012? 2012, so I would have just turned 13. Just became a teenager. <laughs> Oop, there you go. All right. So, so yeah, that, that was a 27-20 Raging Cajun loss. That, man, I, I remember watching that. And, look, uh, there was uh, that was a good team. Terrence Broadway was the, uh, was the quarterback, and Alonzo Harris, Harry Peoples, uh, all those guys were, were on that team. And, and uh, man, that was, that was uh, Brett Baer was the kicker. And, uh, they, of course, he's the guy who kicked a game winner against San Diego State in the New Orleans Bowl, their very first New Orleans Bowl. I'll never forget that. That was phenomenal. That was a great win. That was, uh, the, he kicked that ball, and I thought it was no good. I looked up. I was standing under the, under the goalpost, and I look 
up and that ball, it sails through. And I, I go, man, did that go through or was that no good? I thought that was no good. And I look down and I see the whole Cajun uh, football team storming the field and going nuts. And, and Brett Bear takes off. He's on like the, their own, he's on the, uh, uh, the 40 some odd yard line and he just hauls butt all the way down to the other side. And I, I'm running down, I did a 120 yard dash to go get him and get video of him celebrating like crazy and it, yeah that was and then, uh, after the game at the hotel I took a picture with him and all that good stuff so that was pretty cool that was a good little good little um uh, memory there for the cajuns as they uh won their first new orleans bowl back in 2011 um all right so let me do some quick thank yous real quick hannah five names thank you so much all week long been a lot of fun daryl the intern Appreciate you, man. Bringing the knowledge. This this man knows his stuff, man. So he, he's he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be good at this. Uh, we we look forward to hearing from him. And then we've got uh, Raymond. Thanks so much for putting me on. Kevin, obviously, he'll be back on Monday. And as my dad always says, remember you represent your family. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. And uh, we'll see you next time. Have a great day.